Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Works For Us, where we talk to people about what works for them in their relationships and, of course, what doesn't. Okay, so we've had plenty of friendships featured on Works For Us before, but today's guest is one of those truly magical people who's created the strongest community of lifelong friends around her since she was a child an actual child. Soleil Moonfry is probably the brightest, sunshiny unicorn person that everyone naturally gravitates to, and I'm so very grateful to call her one of my closest friends. Not only is she an extraordinary actor and mother who famously starred in both Punky Brewster and its reboot, but she's also documented and produced her own documentary, Kid 90, about her experiences and friendships as a child star. Her poignant film really highlights the family and community that she formed with other young actors in Hollywood, and I couldn't be more excited to talk to her about that, her life, and everything else. Thank you so much for joining me on Works For Us today, my sweet Soleil. I love you so much, (laughs) and I am in tears. (laughs) I have chills all over. I I love you so much, Rachel, and you really are one of the brightest forces in my life, and you are such an incredible friend, and I love the way that we get to love each other without judgment and that there's just an unconditional love there, and I'm I'm so grateful. It really is um, truly one of the friendships that I'm most grateful for in my life. You're my family. I feel the same. And we're going to talk about so much of that because I think, well, first of all, I was, it's funny. I was thinking about it before we like roll back to everything. Do you remember when we first met? Cause I can't remember. Like, I feel like I've known you my whole I life, remember but I don't remember. You. I remember, <laughs> I remember meeting the coolest girl I've ever met in New York City at Moomba oh. in this lounge upstairs. Yes. And coolest place I think there was, was lemon drop shots involved. <laughs> and uh, and I just I just remember you just had you were so vibrant and you are so vibrant. You have this timelessness to you. Oh, and really just the coolest person I had ever seen. Oh my and of God. course, Roger, who I just it was so beautiful because you guys complimented each other so well and yet we're so different and I was like this is this works so beautifully and it's worked all these years and and I just I look at you guys and I still see us all you know in our late teens early 20s god I remember that you know it's funny because Moomba like god if you were allowed to have your camera in Moomba in those days that was the place that like if these walls could talk i mean uh, that's summed so up, much fun i mean i would say Moomba more than any other place in new york city really summed up my like my best decade of my fun young life right completely we just had <laughs> so much fun it was the best <laughs> it was the best and what's amazing is like i have so many like lifelong friends like Jen Meyer and, um, I mean, Shoshana, the Ronsons. I mean, we all kind of just came together there, which is just, I remember, and I remember we'd go and do karaoke there and like Samantha would be DJ. It was just, it was, it's, it was such an incredible time to be living in New York in the nineties. And there was just an energy there and a pulse and, and it was so great because we just had so much fun. I know. And, and I feel like the world was ours at that point. None of us like had kids. We were all building our careers. We all supported each other. Some were in fashion, some were in entertainment, some were in like, I mean, Roger was an investment banker, like totally otherworldly at that point. Like what, you know, and I just think about that time and I, I reflect on it so fondly all the time because I always tell my team because they know me as being like so serious, such a worker, such a mama, such a whatever. And I was always a worker, but I was also really fun. And I think as you get older, you know, I say like, I, I used to be so much fun. I tell my team, I swear to God, I used to be so fun, like dancing oh, on tables. Last very one standing. Fun. <laughs> I feel like I'm not, by the way, I was telling Dylan, I'm like, Dylan, because she was trying to get me to go to Basel. And I was like, I swear I used to have so much fun. And I still do just much less often. Now. I, I, I tell Dylan, she brings out the teenage me and she's like, oh, she I does. know you do. <laughs> she's the best. Okay. So the I want to talk about that because, you know, I think one thing about you is that you are surrounded by so many extraordinary people, right? And you have such an incredible family, right? It's such a supportive family. But I also feel like you have a real chosen family that 
probably more than anyone I know that like, you know, I remember when I first started going to your house for your Christmas Eve and I remember going, who are like, are you actually blood related to Soleil or are you, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm like her brother. I'm like, but wait, real brother or like best friend brother that she's known since she was eight. So I think there's something to be said about you, you know, having this huge career since you were essentially a baby. I mean, you were Caius and, and, and Lyric's age, right? So you were seven, eight years old and God, did I love Punky Brewster. And it's funny because I know you so much as an adult that I never really say, oh, I'm talking to Punky because, and then when you brought Punky back recently, I was like, now I just see your face and I'm like, and then I see your kids and I'm like, then I see Punky. It's so crazy. But I guess what is the biggest difference about your chosen family versus your actual family that you would say? You know, it's so incredible. I, my mom was a single mom raising us. And my godparents were such a big part of our lives and we were all raised together. And our house over the years was, was, it was like a summer camp. Right. And my mom always created such a beautiful environment. She's an incredible chef. And so everyone would always come the holidays, birthdays, and we just had this beautiful environment where there was our blood relationships. And then there was this chosen family from the time, you know, I was born and, and, you know, and I do think there's, you know, there's the families that we're born into and there's the families we choose and it's this beautiful, um, blending of them. And so for me, um, that's the way I was always brought up, Mm -hmm. uh, is, is that extension of, of people that I love and, and your tribe, you know, your tribe of, of family. Well, it's interesting because you, you know, some people, I just recently had this incredible like relationship therapist, um, on the podcast talking about how stressful holidays can be for people with family. But I feel like when I'm around you with your family, you don't really, at least not that I've ever noticed, get that kind of family stress vibe. Cause literally for our listeners, I want you to know, I am a stressed out host. When I host a, like parties, I can't actually sit and have a drink with my friends till I know everyone is there. Everyone is fed. Everybody's comfortable. Everybody has everything. You are they the need. best host ever. No, but I'm definitely a high strung, more stressed host. You are like barefoot, running around with like well, like. A, let's a talk about stuff. what happened this holiday season <laughs> when we were celebrating, and the power went out, and we literally moved locations. We ended up eating a family dinner on a mattress, and and it was. The most hysterical thing. And I was so, you know, I want everything to be perfect. And yet somehow it was so wild bananas. And yet it was so beautiful because you were just like, we go with the flow. (laughs) We were all sitting on this mattress instead of a dining room table. And see, these are the things you don't necessarily know about Rachel is she is really like, because people I think have this, this idea because you're so much bigger than life and your world looks so, it does, it looks so beautifully perfect and everything you create (laughs) is so gorgeous. And yet you are so OG because you can just go with the flow. When things happen, you like dive in. When disaster strikes, it's like Rachel knows how to deal. And but that's I love that about it, you. That's because you were hosting. If I was hosting, I would have completely unraveled. Roger would have literally like locked me in a room because I would have had to have been peeled off the ceiling. But I was like having this image of you. The power went out in Malibu where Soleil was hosting all of us and her family and her close friends. And the power went out in Malibu. So she has this, this great like bohemian My, my family place. has this. My family. <laughs> family. We went to my, my family's house. I was like, Hey, can I get a key to the house? And, and Rachel's like, why are you not just coming over here? I'm like, I, I, I couldn't even think that far. Cause I had this, this Turkey I was trying to cook. And I was like, I have to get the Turkey into the oven. And where's the closest oven that I, have? I was dead. And I would literally like at that point, what I would have done pivot, let's go out for dinner. Let's like, oh, go, let's go get like some Chinese food or something because I'm running down the boardwalk or running down the boardwalk, getting blankets to put on the mattress in the middle dead. of the floor. It was amazing. But I think it goes to that thing of like, I'll be honest. I think for a lot of years I tried to, it's funny. It's like, I tried to fit into the mold right. of what I perfect. thought I was supposed to be. Be and, perfect mom, and, be and perfect I, wife, yeah, be perfect exactly. all And I things. think the whole the whole journey of this documentary really brought me so much more back to my, the roots of who I am and who I've always been. And yet 
for many years, I wanted to be the perfect mom and the perfect wife and all these things. And then through the journey of this documentary, my entire life changed, my relationships, my marriage, my family. And, and I think, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, I would have been so stressed and bouncing off the walls. And now that I'm back into my sense of self, I'm like, all that matters is that we're all together, right? Like, and I just think we put so much pressure on ourselves and comparing ourselves to others and the world around us and what other people want to see in us, what we think other people want to see in us because really we're just mirrors of each other, right? Of course. Just all of that. We put all of this pressure. And then at the end of the day, it ended up being totally awesome because it was those of us that were meant to be there were meant to be there. And it'll definitely go down as like the most the memorable fucking, holiday yes. ever. It was amazing. And like, you know, the thing about the thing about you, Soleil, that's so amazing, I think, is like you do have that open door thing about you. You do, there is always a seat at the table. And I think that's such an important thing. My mother has always taught me, my mom is very fancy. You've met my mom. She's like very fancy, but at the same time, she has this real bohemian side to her. This very kind of like went to Cal Berkeley, was an activist, was like all these things. And it really comes out in my mom's sort of like, there's, there's always a seat at the table. And I think the thing about your holidays is like, you don't have a place to go. Wait, your whole family's there. Cause I'm like, so like, I can't come. My whole family's here. There's like nine of us. And you're like, bring everybody. And you walk in and she's got presents for everybody. And I think, I think what's interesting. So like, to me, you, you've always been this unicorn ray of sunshine and there isn't a person that knows you that would tell you otherwise. But I will say that by doing your documentary, what I did notice is that you seem more free in yourself. And I think that's the point. And I think I want to talk about that because I think, you know, documenting your life before you even knew that you would ever even do anything with it is the coolest thing. Because I think about our kids, right? And we, because of our digital life and our cameras and our phones, we can shoot our kids doing everything. So they'll have memories of their whole childhood, right? Whereas with our parents, like my, my grandfather had like little movies of my mom and dad, but they're no sound, they're black and white, they're this and that. But for you, you had the kind of amazing foresight to say, I want to document what's happening in real time. And the funny thing is you didn't do anything with it until what, 20, 30 years later, right? And yeah, I, I remember it all away. how many years did you work on this document? Because I remember seeing you night after night, you would just be like, I'm literally having the most out of body cathartic experience and probably better than any therapy session you could ever have, right? Absolutely. Uh, I So, I mean, it, it's been this journey my entire life. I started uh, keeping a diary from the time I was five, an audio recorder at 12, video camera, around that time. I mean, just, I had, I had documented my entire life. I think it was like the, the teen journalist in me, Mm -hmm. um, that was just looking at this incredible, colorful world around me and just wanting to soak it all in and drink it all in. And so I documented my life and then I locked it away for over 20 years. And, uh, and I think so much of that. No, wait, why'd you lock it away? I want to go to that for a second. Were you just like, okay, this is my past. This is my now or. Is this time of year stressing you out? Is the added pressure to shop for gifts and decorate your home taking away the time you previously had to grocery shop and cook? Most of us are incredibly pressed for time around the holidays. And that's why I highly recommend trying HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store that I know I like to skip and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and very affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes that cut back on meal prep and clean up so you can spend less time in the kitchen and more quality time with friends and family. Recipes like balsamic and fig beef tenderloin or pecan crusted salmon make holiday meals feel special without the incredibly high cost of dining out or delivery. And even if you could use a little appetizer help for holiday entertaining, HelloFresh has amazing options like their holiday cheese and charcuterie board and skinny dip dark chocolate peppermint almonds for your guests to enjoy. I also want to add 
My husband and my kids are completely obsessed with skinny dip dark, dark chocolate peppermint almonds. I personally get absolutely swamped around this time of year and any extra help I can get is 100% welcome. I'm telling you, HelloFresh is the help you didn't know you actually needed. I personally feel so relieved to know that with HelloFresh, I no longer have to stress about what my boys are eating for dinner or worry about whether or not they actually like it. HelloFresh has great options for everyone, and Skylar and Caius have really been loving it. They really enjoy the chicken sausage and sweet potato soup, especially because it's getting really cold outside. Well, cold for LA. And if you've heard me rave about Green Chef before, I'm still a huge fan of theirs as well. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love switching between the brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. If you're looking to make your holidays less hectic, go to HelloFresh.com slash 14ZO for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash 14ZO and use code 14ZO for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal. These days, it can be incredibly hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. I've had my ups and downs with hiring in the past, let me tell you, but now I'm so, so happy with my team and I can't imagine it any other way. You deserve to find incredible candidates and LinkedIn can absolutely help you do that. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 million people. Focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of the focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience to use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Zoe. That's linkedin.com slash Zoe to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. It's such an interesting question. You know, I think that that for me, there was there was so much joy and so much love and so much beauty in the the tapes. And there was also so much pain. Yeah, of course. And I, I think that on a subconscious level, I wasn't ready to deal with that pain yeah, somewhere inside. I must've known. And then I had lost some of the closest people in my life yeah. so young. And so anytime I tried to go back and look at the tapes, I was like, Oh my God, these were my best friends and they're no longer with me. And yeah. so it was, it was so painful to look at those tapes. And also I was incredibly, I've always, and I still am incredibly protective of my friends. And so many went on to these amazing careers. And so I think it was this mix. And at the same time, I really believe, I think that when we're young, there's this passion in knowing and what we're meant to be and mm-hmm. what we're, what we, what we want to become in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the programming from the world and the world around us, a lot of times we lose that original passion. Right. Yeah. And I think that my teen self left this chronological blueprint as a way for me to some way, find my way back home right. to who I really am. Yeah with the life experience I had had. So, totally. you know, so at some point, so I'll be totally honest, I, I turned uh, 40 years old and I was in this beautiful marriage, these four incredible kids. And, uh, and, and, you know, my husband and I were having, you know, a debate about something. And, and I thought to myself, you know, I have this incredible family and, and this, these beautiful children, who am I? Right separate from my kids yeah. and my marriage and my husband, like who is Soleil? And 
I had already been curious about was what was on the tapes. Mm-hmm. And I had also remembered like that we were so joyful back then. And I was like, did things happen the way I remembered them? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And so I think it was totally subconscious when I started the journey and I tried to make it about everybody but me. You know, I was like, it's As about you the death would. of privacy, right? Of course. As you would. So so I was like, it's going to be about the death of privacy and the last internet, you know, decade, you know, or the pre-internet, right? Like the last decade before yeah. the internet. And then, of course, as I peeled back the onion over the last five years, it became this incredibly personal journey. Yeah. And I think, I mean, did you feel in any way, because Punky was such like the American, like America's sweetheart of a child, right? Like role model to so many, right? Did you ever feel like, hey, I better keep myself really clean because if people find out that I like smoked weed or smoked a cigarette or had a drink, did you ever feel any pressure or were you just like, this is my set life. Now I can go be my, my so late, like my, myself. I always, yeah, I always felt like I was in my freedom and I was able to be myself. Also, it was before paparazzi in that yeah, way. It was yeah. free, like everyone's lives being so exposed. So I definitely felt that I could live my freedom. I also was aware of, of certain things. I think you just are like at that time, you know yep, what I mean? But we, but I do believe, I think we were really able to live our lives like in a really free way yeah. because we, we weren't being chased around. There wasn't, you know, you didn't have like the kind of the outlets that you have now. You didn't have the fear. Like if this gets seen, if this no, gets So we found, were able to live right. our lives. And I think that's something that made the documentary so special is that you know, I was there documenting my friends and stuff, but it wasn't like everybody was on all the time and having to be protective. They were just being themselves, yep. you know? And I think that's what made it so personal. And also, you know, it's interesting because I really think of it as like our real life eighth grade because yes, we were living these lives, you know, that were in the public eye or, you know, doing these things that were not orthodox. And yet we were having so many of the experiences that every kid has, you know what I mean? Or so many kids have. And so my dream was always that people would watch the documentary through their own lens and not just through, not through my lens, you know, and then to hear the community and people respond to it in such a beautiful way. I'm like, yes, they've been able to like experience their own journey. Sure. Uh, And, and these tapes, the nostalgia is a, is a way that they can connect to their own experiences. And I love that people have made it their own. That for me is the greatest joy as an artist is, is to be true to ourselves and then for other people to be able to live their truths um, through it. I mean, and I think it's funny because, you know, I think raising kids today versus then, I, I think social media has made it 10x harder for, for this generation in a way they're so much smarter, younger than we ever could have been because of their access to information and knowledge and all of these things that they can do. But I think of every day when I see my friends with teenagers or I meet teenagers, I'm like, wow, I remember those teen years. It was the height of my insecurity, questioning everything like da-da. And now like nothing is sacred. Nothing's private. You don't know if this will end up on whatever it is, whatever, whatever outlet platform it is and how terrifying that could be. Right. But in another way, it's much freer because it's it to me, it's, it, I think yeah, that I mean, it, 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 it's like, I was talking to your girls on Thanksgiving and I was like, God, how incredible. This is, the, by the way, this defines me and Soleil, the biggest difference. So one of her daughters, poet, has, um, she, her children are just magical, but I've known these girls since they were the tiniest little beings. And I walked in and poet had blue hair. And, and I said to her, I go, poet, I love it. Is it permanent? And she said, no, no, no. And I said, did your mom scream? She goes, what do you mean? She did it for me. I was like, of course she did. Well, it's so funny because my my girlfriend did it. And then like, (laughs) we would play with colors and I jumped it. It was like, it was so funny. Um, It's so amazing. I mean, they're really incredible kids. And I think to the point about social media, like I, I do think that a really important conversation for us to have as families and mothers and fathers, all of that is, you know, I remember, and you see it uh, in the documentary that, you know, I developed really rapidly as a teenager. 
And so I felt this kind of, you know, everyone would stare at my boobs and I was developing so quickly. And so there was this like sexualization, you know, and and I was yet, I was so young, you know? Yep. And now I look at social media and how magnetized it is. And my heart just like completely goes out to young people today because at that time I was dealing with so many insecurities within just my inner circle. Now there's social media. So it's times a bazillion. And I think we haven't even scratched the surface of what that means to young people's mental health. Yep. To what ends up happening to them, how their brains are developing. And I think that that's one of the most important conversations that we should be having, which is, you know, how is this affecting young people today and their mental state of, you know, their, their, their state of mind. I think that should be your next documentary. I mean, I think, well, I think having four children gives you a really good like focus group there. And I think the fact that you have two boys and two girls. I mean, and my kids are wild. I mean, literally, you know, my seven-year-old's like a sponge and he takes everything in and it's like, he just absorbs everything he wants to. And and I'll, a lot of times I struggle with like, oh my God, has he been exposed to too much? But like, he'll hear a hip hop song and then he remembers every part of it. Yep. And then, you know, and then he'll ask me questions about everything and, and I want to be honest. And at the same time, you know, it's so fascinating because each kid is so different and what he picks up on yep. is probably totally different from another kid just hearing it and not holding on to certain things. Yep. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's really like this incredible navigation. Now, how do you feel now having four kids and now being taking on the hardest role, in my opinion, in the world, which is being a single mother? a single working, working like an animal mother. Um, it is, it is, it is, it is really something. I mean, do you have such a, res- a new found respect for your mother? Not that you didn't I always, have, but. Oh my God. I have, I have so much respect for every single parent, single grandmother, single, single aunt, anything. uncle. I mean, just anything, you know, um, and I really do lean into the people around me, the the, the extended family, mm-hmm. the chosen family, yep. you know, the angels that yep. are in my life that that help me because it, it, I, I I need them. You know, I need that sense of of leaning in and not being afraid. I think so often we don't ask. Of course. You know what I mean? Because I never ask. we want it's a to. We want. Yeah, we want to like take it all on, and yet leaning into that. And that their ch- their child their ch- their childhoods are very different, and also the sacrifices they've made for me as an artist, mm-hmm. I, I realize profoundly um, in my search for self. Yeah, uh, and I I just I'm doing the best I can, and I want them more than anything to feel loved, to know that us. I call it a transformation. Mm-hmm. I don't even I, I can't even think of it as a divorce, a separation, no, whatever. Because I agree, I agree after spending twenty three yeah. years with someone, I'm yeah. like, this is more of a transformation. And ultimately, you know, people change and they, and they grow in different ways. And I love him so much. And uh, and really just trying to be there for my kids and and be the best mom that that I can be. And also realizing that this has to be a really surreal experience because it's almost like as my kids are coming of age, I'm coming of age again mm-hmm. and rediscovering my sense mm-hmm. of self. 100%. And so it's this wild thing where I want to be respectful for them. And also I, I'm, I'm constantly on this search of self-discovery, you know, and, um, and I, and so there's so much wrapped up in it. Yeah, of course. And then I also, I've had this thought a lot around, what, you know, about the kind of word selfish, right? Which is that I I feel like so much of my life I've been committed towards wanting to give to everyone Mm -hmm. else. And Mm -hmm. and recently, more recently, I've really had to also look at what it means to give to myself (laughs) and and that self-love. And I, I, I believe Carl Jung said something to the effect of like, there's and I, I don't want to get this wrong, but there's no greater disservice than like the life of the unlived parent, something along those yeah. lines. And I probably yeah. didn't say it a thousand percent yeah. correctly, but the point being that I need to set an example for them yes. and we can be mothers and we can be fathers and we can be all of these things. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes we put ourselves last, you know, yeah. or we think Always. about ourselves last. Always. And I think that there is nothing wrong 
with really going within and working on ourselves. 100%. And taking that time because they're going to look at that and their lives, so much of it will be based off of how how did my parents live? And I know a lot of people that stay in relationships that say, we're going to do it for the kids. And I advise against that all the time. And I'm like, okay, but if you're not connecting in that way and they're not seeing that love, and I'm not one to judge everybody, each person is different to each person. But for me, I want to like, I want to live a life of fulfillment where they see me and my joy. And they also see me and my pain. I'm mm-hmm. super honest with them. And there's moments when I break down, there's moments when I'm crying and there's moments that I'm, you know, so many of them. Yep. Um, but then they go out into the world yep. and the world can be really painful at yep. times. Yep. And at least they are a part of, of really reality, maybe understanding that journey. You know what I mean? And and so anyway, there's a lot in it. <laughs> no, no, you know no. What I'm saying? I don't know if I'm articulating no, no, it properly, You're actually but. articulating it more than perfectly. And I'm going to tell you when the seasons change, I prefer to make a few adjustments to my wardrobe and routine. Thanks to native's new seasonal sense. I'm able to switch up my routine and find my new favorites. Yes. I'm talking about their deodorant. Native deodorant is formulated with ingredients you have actually heard of like coconut oil and shea butter, two of my personal favorites. Native deodorant never uses aluminum, parabens, or sulfates, but still keeps you smelling amazingly fresh all day long. With classics and rotating seasonals, Native has a deodorant scent for everyone, including their new holiday-inspired collection, candy cane, sugar cookie, and fresh mistletoe. Native is not just good for you, it's good for the planet. They have a deodorant made of 100% paperboard packaging. They're vegan and never tested on animals. I'm certainly not alone in loving Native. They have over 15,000 five-star reviews, and I know you're going to love them too. I personally love the fresh mistletoe scent. It's holiday-themed with a bright freshness that's not too sweet because I personally prefer a subtle scent, and this one is it. The fresh mistletoe gives me an herbaceous, piney scent that smells clean in the most natural way. And Roger loves it too. Keep the sense of the season with you. Keep the sense of the season with you with Native's limited time holiday scented deodorants. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use code ZOE to get 20% off your first purchase at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com code ZOE for 20% off. Nativedeodorant.com code ZO, Z-O-E. When you travel, it's so important to travel smart. And that means finding chic, high quality luggage, because I believe you have to look chic while traveling. Away thoughtfully designed suitcases, bags, and many other travel things. Their collection features fantastic on-trend colors, a variety of shapes and sizes, locks that actually work, 360 spinner wheels, and modern materials. Away suitcases even have compression pads so you can pack more than you'll ever use and laundry bags to keep things tidy, which I don't know about you, but very important to me. That's because when it comes to traveling smart, Away is thought of pretty much everything. And that's exactly why it's the absolute perfect gift to give to all of the trend-setting jet-setters in your life. So give the gift of travel. Explore Away's full range of all things travel at awaytravel.com and gift your friends the luggage that is sure to inspire any getaway. Explore Away's full range of all things travel and start your 100-day trial today by going to awaytravel.com slash zo. That's awaytravel.com slash zo and give the gift that's on everyone's mind. Roger and I started this podcast because people were constantly fascinated by how we are together for 30 years, how we work together, how we parent together, how we do all these things. And it was funny because I was, I was, I had someone on the podcast recently where like, well, you have the perfect relationship. Like you guys don't fight. I was like, are you okay? I want to slug him at least once a day with something. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, what do you want for dinner? But it's still, listen, you know, a friend of mine once said, who's in a very happy marriage, they said, you know, I just, we went away together without the kids because I had to remember why I like him. 
and she said, and I said, and I, I did this like head tilt and it was right after I had sky and I'll never forget it. You know how when someone says something so flippantly, but it stays with you. And she said, I always love him, but I don't always like him. And I think what happens in marriage is you always love each other, but you don't always like each other. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like when you say something to your kids, like, and they go, oh, you hate me. I could never hate you. I love you. I don't like your behavior. But I think as a single mother, I think it goes back to this big circle of you with your mother, where it's like, you always had this extended family around you because you had a single mother. And I think when you have a single mother, the same way, if you're an only child, you lean on your friends and your chosen family that much more because you need people. You a thousand need percent. People. A thousand percent. And, and, and also one of the things that I think is, is one of the biggest like learning processes in this is also that people are going to have their own concepts or judgments. I mean, I can't tell you how many people are like, are you just having, a, you know, is this a midlife kind of cri-? like people call it like a midlife crisis, right? When these, I don't look at it that way. I think we continue to come of age over and over again, as long as we are in our expansion. I agree. And in our expansion, that may mean that certain roads take us in different directions, mm-hmm. right? Like after this journey of the documentary, I can never be who I was 10 Before. years ago or eight years ago. I had unlocked things that I didn't even know were suppressed so deep inside of me, so much pain that I had to heal through. And I would never want to go back. And yet I have so much love for the person that I was. I have, I watch videos of the kids and I, and I'm like, oh my God, I said to Poet the other day and I started crying. I said, I'm so happy, and I'll get emotional about it. I said, I'm so happy that I was able to give you what you needed the first half of your life so that you can be there to help support me in this, the second half, because I realize I'm not the same mom today that I was 10 years ago. But do you know what I mean? Yes, but they and need yet, a different mom now. And yeah. And yet, <laughs> and yet I appreciate it. It's just different. It just looks different. And sure. so I was always so afraid of change my whole life. I was, it was one of my biggest fears. I was so terrified of change. And so to, to jump into this abyss of the unknown Mm -hmm. and to overcome that fear has been one of the greatest joys in my life. It has been one of the most painful experiences and yet it has led to like my own personal expansion. And I, and I truly believe my children's expansion because Mm -hmm. they're looking at, you know, wow. Okay. Like life has, is a roller coaster sure. and there's beautiful moments and there's painful moments, but it's real. You yeah. know what I mean? A hundred percent. I actually so, think yeah. that, that the big problem comes when everything is hidden from your children and then they go into real life and they're like, what? I'm not prepared for that. What? Conflict? What? Like not everything's perfect. Not everything, not every problem is solved for me. My parents can actually cry. My parents can feel pain, you know? And I, I, I do think that that's the difference in this generation. I think for us, we are different parents than our parents were. And as magical and incredible as my parents were and are still to this day, um, I think we learn, I think we're honest with our kids now. Uh, more honest about who we are. And, um, I think it's really important. And I, I do think that there is this conversation now and I'm hearing it more and more about there's no more important relationship than the one with yourself. And very much like you, I've, oh, it's always about everyone else. It's always about my kids. It's always about Roger. It's always about this. It's always about that. And I think when you actually think about Am I happy? What is it that, that I need to be happy? Because I ultimately, if you don't have that relationship with yourself and that honest truth with yourself, that person you're putting out every day is this like fake manufactured person and you're numb. And eventually I think that it, it, that just explodes. And I think to your point, I think you having these four magical kids and I think you working as hard as you do I sat there for me, the biggest takeaway from Thanksgiving was sitting with Poet and Jagger as these like young, confident, independent, cool as hell women, like young women. It was surreal for me because 
you know, when they're these cute little girls that just always come over and, you know, the boys are the boys. They're, they're still so little. So they're just like the, the wild oh children <laughs> of Soleil that are these magical little beings and they're spirited and story looks like you running around with banana curls. And like, you know, I just talking to the girls for me was like, huh? So if I had a girl, this is what could happen where like you talk to them like they're your best friends. Like I was talking to them as if they were our age, you know, and, and that, by the way, Soleil, like what you've been through, what they've been around moving schools, just this, that, and the, they're just like, they're just rolling. They're just free spirited and rolling. And to me, I walked away with like, wow. So this is what happens. Like you have a free spirited mom that just lives this very honest life. And this is what can happen. These magical children come out and come away from a situation that, you know, can be challenging. But I, I, I think, I just think the way you handled all of everything that's happened in your marriage, that's happened over time, I think has been, and I'm sure there's so many moments of tears on, you know, that happen. I I'm sure, but you're human. And I think that it is okay to recognize I'm different. I'm now honest with myself. We're not connected in the same way. We're like, that's okay. Right. Because Jason can be a great dad and you can be this incredible mom. And and that doesn't mean you have to do it together. That's (laughs) the craziest part is like, it's not for a lack of love. Do you know what I mean? And that's what's so wild. You know what I mean? Is that there's so much love there. And I think that so often makes it even harder, right? Yeah. It's like when you, when you, when there's so much love and you go, wow, but we're just so different Mm -hmm. now, you know? And, and yet, by the way, way more how we were when we first met. I know. know It's not funny. It's just like, it's so fascinating. So there's that. And, you know, it's interesting. I love what you said, you know, about us looking at ourselves. My God, mom always says, she says, we come in on our own and we go out on our own, right? And so who is that person that we come in as mm-hmm. and we go out as? And and my my dear friend recently said something so beautiful as she is also going through a transformation. And she said, I don't know that I really knew who I you know sure, what I mean, was at that time. And so yeah. it is this 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 discovery, which is incredible, and this rediscovery and also feeling that feeling, I I had this thing where I had such a spark in me as a Mm -hmm. teenager, you know? And I think for a lot of years, I associated that spark with youth. Do you know what I mean? That spark of like, like the whole, your whole life ahead of you. And through the process of, of, of this healing and this catharsis of the documentary, I started to feel that spark again. Mm -hmm. And I, I realized that is part of being in, in, in our purpose, mm-hmm. in our spiritual purpose, our creative purpose, just feeling that aliveness. And, and, um, and Sean, who has, you know, is truly one of the greatest influences in my, in my life. For our listeners, when she says Sean, she means Sean Penn, just so you know. I think, I think he like babysat her or something when they were little. He didn't babysat Balthazar. Yes. He was Balthazar's babysitter. I I have known him since I was about eight years old and uh, my dad would take me to see his play, you know, and on all that. And he said to thy own self, and I think so much of these years have been, you know, to really to thy own self. And, and we have guilt and, about that, right? So I, like we, we have guilt. If I, it, there's something, everyone goes, what do you do for self-care? I'm like, what is self-care? Are you okay? Like what? But it's funny because I actually feel in those moments where I'm like, okay, I'm getting a mani- manicure, pedicure, right? And like a neck massage. And the whole process takes like an hour and a half, start to finish, right? I have to be doing other things in that time or I feel Guilty. Guilty. What are you it's doing, insane, Rachel? You right? don't have time for this. Are you okay? The kids need you. Your team needs you. Get on it. And 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 I don't know that that like that's not okay. And that's why whenever people ask me that in an interview, I'm like, I'm not proud of this. I'm terrible at the self-love and self-care. And that for me, like I feel like my my uh thing, my wish that I would I would like to work on over the next like five years is like trying to not feel guilty about 
thinking oh, of we myself. can meditate on it. Oh, we can do little post-it so notes on your mirror. So it's so when I go to meditate, so do you know what I do? You, I start cracking up. I just you can lay yeah, down. Do oh, it. I have so many good <laughs> things you can listen to. I think it's part of us manifesting, you know, the the love within us and around us. Because I think so often, also, you know, I know at least for me as a teenager and, and watching the tapes, I was so dependent on the love around me and and that need to feel loved, and I was so insecure and just wanting to be accepted. And so to get to a stage that took, you know, over 40 years to feel enough self-love where I feel confident to, to really, I, I feel confident to do what I love, to be passionate about what I love, to, to, to be able to look within myself and, and feel good. And by the way, there are so, there's mistake or, you know, there's, there's the contrasting experiences that when I look at them, I go, wow, like I really, you know, I have made choices that perhaps have hurt others and to own that and to still go, okay, yet I need to, to love myself. Um, because then you're not dependent on everyone else's approval and our confidence and our, what we can do and what we can accomplish, you know what I mean? Instead of, there was a long time where I think so often we hold people on pedestals or we look at other people, you know what I mean? It's so easy sure, to compare ourselves to others. To get to All a place where we're not constantly doing that is, is really amazing. So, okay. So that brings me to my last question, which is... Your last one? Oh, I mean, I could <laughs> ask you 10 billion. I could ask you about a million questions. Um, a lot of people say that we change from our younger selves over time. Do you think that's true or, or false? Like for you, do you think? Uh, a, a thousand percent. And I think it goes, uh, you know, one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements, that talks about, you know, um, the programming and, mm -hmm. um, and not to make assumptions. Great book. I highly recommend it. Um, it I, I really love it. And I think so much comes from the programming and, and there were so many years that I just had so much insecurity. Am mm -hmm. I good enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I talented enough? But you do know, you think that's of... us as being girl teenagers? Because oh, how think, much yeah, of it do we yeah, attribute kid, to that? As a kid, right? as a kid, I was this like, oh, I'm, right. you know, I felt so self-confident. the world. As soon as I started going through puberty yep. and feeling judgment from others Same. And, and, and all of that, it's just like my, my, you know, I just started like turning inside. And so I think the camera for me was this protective device. Do you know what I mean? Like if I just document it and turn it on everyone else, then I somehow can protect myself in, this, so in this way, you know, okay. which is interesting. And so, I, so over the years, that programming, you know, I, I, a perfect example of that is when we were rebooting, when I call it a continuation, doing Punky again. And the night that we were doing our live taping, I had a full-blown panic attack. And my dear friend, um, Demi, mm -hmm. who has like, who, the queen. I don't mean to, I don't mean to drop Demi names, the but queen. She, you know, no, Demi, but all the queen, of these, who, just, who brought my four children into the world. Hold on. <laughs> I just want to say that when Soleil says celebrities like Sean and Sean Penn and Demi and Demi Moore, she's the most not name droppy, not celebrity. These actually are people she's been surrounded by since she was a child. So they are her actual family, but she has many, many friends that are not at all known or famous. I right. just want to, I just want to share that. <laughs> yes. I, just, I feel like I need two, to defend like, this. You know, <laughs> I, have this, I have the same friends since I was little, but she turned to me because she came to support me that night and she, and we sat there and she said, what are you afraid of? And it was one of the most profound experiences that I've had. And I said, the little girl that doesn't feel like she's good enough, the teenager that doesn't feel like she's pretty enough, the teenager that doesn't know if she can do it, the 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 kid that's afraid that I could fall on my face. Of course. And once I got it all out and just said all of the things I was afraid of, she looked at me and she goes, now you can release it all. Right. And I let go of it and I'll start crying thinking about it because then I went on the stage that night and it was like lightning in a bottle. Like I was able to release so much of those insecurities yeah, that were so deep rooted. And so I think that we are who we are. Right. And so often the programming of the world around us, we start to believe those things. It's like the kid, you know, there's this story in that book where the kid's this singer and loves singing and 
the mom is kind of like, oh, can you be quiet? That kind of thing, right? Uh-huh. Like, you know, and so they start to not believe that they're an incredible singer, right? Like what happens from the world around us that we just start eating up all of this programming Mm -hmm. and then we become, you know, shadows of ourselves or, you know, or or whatever. We don't do the shadow work or whatever. We become shells of who we once were. And so I think so much of, at least for me, this journey at this stage of my life is reprogramming those false beliefs to who I really am which is who I've always been and who we come into the world as so that when I go out of the world, I'm back to my, to my authentic self. Right. So it's like, we don't change at the core, but I think the things that happen in our life affect how they come out and change us and evolve. And our perception. I agree. Yes. A thousand percent. One other thing was through the videos. Like I had this kind of concept around one of my first loves and I was like, I was so crazy about him and did it. I didn't see the love back. And it wasn't just the love back from him, but the love back from all of these people who I had just had these ideas around in my head. And once I did the interviews with these lifelong friends and I realized, oh, wait a second, not only did I love them, but there was that love back. Mm -hmm. I think we're so often not aware of the love that is around us and how loved we really are. And it's like taking those blinders off. And that, I think, is so much of the work that I'm super interested in doing at this stage of my life. It's so, uh, it's amazing. Honestly, so it's amazing to watch. And, you know, it's funny because when I walked into Thanksgiving, I realized there was a guy in the corner the whole time with a video camera. And I did, you know, it's funny, like, I think Raj and I like noticed it and did, we didn't even blink. We didn't even think about it. I didn't even ask about it. I just was like, I feel like she just journals her life. And this is like one of those. I journal my life. And literally, I mean, it's again, I, and it's so well, but it's, it's, it's constant. It's like, I'm in the midst of doing this documentary now where if I had taken the time again to be in a place of like, oh my God, I've got to like set it up and and pitch it. Like this whole journey, the last seven months has been so incredible and leads to like one of my sure, next journeys. And like, I just, I'm like, I got to keep documenting because it's like, okay. So now, this. so like what happens? So, okay. Where do you see yourself in 20 years or 10 uh, years or five such, years? You don't have to answer it because it, for me, when people ask that, it's question. very hard, but. So, uh, first and foremost, my children, my family, um, and, and, and the love around me, I love being of service to others. You know how much I love to work with CORE. It has been the work next to my children that I'm most proud of. Can you you give our listeners, I've mentioned CORE before, but I do want to speak to it because I've been involved since the beginning because of Soleil and, and of course, Champagne, who, who founded it. But, um, I do want to mention that because I, I, I think it's important that our listeners know and know how they can donate, how they can get involved, how extraordinary this organization is. Thank you. So we're a disaster relief organization. And when disaster strikes, we jump in. Um, we were formed after the earthquake in Haiti. And uh, when I first joined, um, we had, you know, there's 65,000 people living in a tent city. Um, Sean had dove in as people were rushing out of Haiti. He went in and um, it's it's co-founded by Sean Penn and, and Lee. And, and for those um, of you who think Sean just called it in, he oh, was no, on the plane. He was living he was there. there. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> and since then, uh, those 65,000 people have moved into sustainable homes. Um, we go wherever Wherever it's we're disaster to, everywhere really, now. Yeah, I mean, Not absolutely. Amico, I mean, we're now global, Brazil, Venezuela. And when COVID-19 hit, we immediately jumped into action. Uh, we set up testing sites across the country. We worked with the Los Angeles Fire Department in Garcetti at the Dodger Stadium site. We've vaccinated over 2 million people. We've done testing on over 6 million people. Uh, we're a global disaster relief organization that, you know, dives in when, when it's incredible. Disaster strikes. So it's, it's been incredible. We're in India, Brazil, uh, Venezuela, I mean, just across the board. And, uh, and I'm so proud to be a part of it when the Carolinas were hit, you know, and we just go wherever we're needed, essentially. It's, the, it's and, so uh, extraordinary. You guys should, where can they go? You. So they just, so we, just uh, so we you know. can go to core response. 
And you will find uh, it. It's incredible. I'm so incredibly impressed by the work. And you that can follow Cara us does. on social media and stuff. Oh, yes. thank you. I mean, it was just, it, it, it's amazing. So I'm so grateful for that. So I see myself continuing to be of service to others with my children as well. And, and to be continuing to document and, and make art. And I love being behind the camera. I still love acting. I love directing. I just, I just want to make, I want to continue making art that's meaningful and that, that has purpose and that can help shed light on everything from mental health to, um, to love, <laughs> you know, love, love stories, uh, to history, um, and, and continue to share stories. I think our stories are really, really important and that everyone has an important story to tell. I agree 100%. And my wish for you is that you continue to spread your light to everybody else because you do, that's what you do. And I love you. And I feel the same about you. And I just, I want to say, I mean, you really, truly have been just the best friend, family and I'll never forget, I'll never forget our calls as I was going through this transformation. And it's so incredible because you two are just this incredibly shiny, sparkly, beautiful being. And and you take it all in and you were observing everything. And you made me feel like the steps I was taking were okay, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember and saying there was that other too. there was other people that didn't always make me feel that way. And 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 that there was a lot of fear coming in. And it and I and then there's the people that build you out of love. I think there's people and both are important teachers of out of fear and love. Of I like I really love leaning into love and you've always made me feel so loved and and not judged. And I'm really listen. The one thing I know that I do have is an instinct and I can, I can sometimes see things a little bit like a camera sometimes. And I think at the end of the day, what I truly believe is that two parents are happy. I think that's what children need is two parents that are happy. And if they're together, happy, apart, happy, but I think whatever it is, it makes them better parents, whatever they are. And I think, you know, children just want to be loved. Right. And your children are we so all loved. Wanna be loved. We right? all want to be loved, right? <laughs> we all want to be loved. And I love you madly. And I just want you to keep spreading you your madly. light. I love you so much. And I'm going to see oh, you this I week. I love you beyond, beyond, beyond. Mwah. I love Thank you. I love you. you. I love so you. Much. I love you. I love you so much. Okay. So Soleil is one of my favorite people in the world. And as you may have been able to tell in just this podcast, that she's this ray of sunshine that just spreads light wherever she goes. And she's just magical. But I think what she shared was so important because I actually think we've never done it before, but I think we've never talked about what's considered to be the most important relationship of all, which is the one with ourselves. And I, I'm pretty sure I don't know a single person that doesn't need to work on that relationship. Um, myself very much included in that. So my biggest takeaways from this episode was, of course, learning even more how deeply authentic, genuine, kind, and magical Soleil is. But I think also having lived the life that she's lived, um, just coming to that place of being honest with yourself, being truthful, and just loving yourself for all the good and the bad and stop feeling guilty about maybe putting yourself first now and then. Um, so that was that was my biggest learning of this week. I hope you guys really loved this episode because I personally would say it's, to me, one of my all-time favorites. Um, but if you liked what you've heard so far, please make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating and a review and keep listening and check us out on our Instagram at at works.for.us. I do want to mention also, um, if you have not seen Soleil's documentary, Kid 90, it is extraordinary and you will want to watch it again and again and again and probably learn a lot, not just about that industry, the industry of acting and entertainment in the 90s, but also I think just, I don't know, I think it's just a, it's a great learning and great thing to watch. So Uh, There's now a Works For Us phone line 
that you can call to leave us a message with your very own relationship stories. And we are planning to share our favorites on the podcast. You can also ask us for relationship advice, although I cannot stress enough, we are not experts, but we'll still take your questions. So if you want to share your story or ask us a question, give us a call at 657-549-2251. That's 657-549-2251. You can also find all of our contact info on our Instagram at works.4.up. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.